Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, and today we've got the wonderful, fluffiest Whimsicott. Hail and well met. And we've got Sublime Manic. It's just another Manic Saturday. Oh, that's true. Another Manic Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to warm up. I'm... I'm at the t- point in the winter where, like, I'm just over it. You know what? Yeah, I'm just After over it. After I had, like, a blizzard, yeah, I'm it over has it. been warming up, so I feel you. Yeah, I'm over nice. it. I'm over it, you know? But welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, a, uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon, from the training card game to the video game to everything in between. The training card game, apparently, to, like, most people's chagrin. Uh, they just put up, they put up with me doing it. Yeah, they just put up with it. Uh, cause That's like, I, 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 I'm very energized by it. Like, it's a very cool thing. It's a new way to enjoy yeah. the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a really wild good time. But yeah, what, what, oh, I had something. Oh, there's one comment I want to make because, uh, something that like I've been getting in like secret channel, like channels that people usually don't use to communicate with us, like YouTube oh. comments and like <laughs> iTunes reviews. Uh, and like the Spotify questions and answers or whatever. Somebody, somebody put, I think the the funniest one was an iTunes review. Somebody said, somebody goes, are you scared to talk about Pal World? And I wanted to take a minute at the beginning oh of the show gosh. to address this. No. It's not that I'm not scared. Not. It's just that I feel like a lot of people who are like, really like, oh man, this is the Pokemon killer just haven't been around the block as often yeah. as we have. Po- right? Like, po- like Pokemon prints money. Like... Well, there's just one of those things where, Don't like, worry. when when your brand, like, there's brand power behind Pokemon, right? Yeah. There's brand power there that Pal World just doesn't have, uh, at the moment at least, right? Let me know when Pal World is big enough that they can arbitrarily make a claymation yeah, right? show for fun. For funsies, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, like, I, I'm not Which worried about- Which isn't a diss on Pal World, but, like, no one's worried. Also, I- I don't know much about yeah. this, but my question is: Let me know when Paul Gord wins the the legal litigation over. Oh, I think <laughs> the I, fact that it exists at all. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the legal litigation, uh, but I don't. I don't want to get into that. Anyway. They step right up to no. the line, so you know. I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to get into that anyway. I just. Yeah. I. I just want people to know that, like. It's not that I'm scared. Not that's not that I'm scared to talk about Pal World. It's that I don't care enough about Pal World to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. You know what? Like, 
Like I'm Get so your life, pal world, but like we're not the pal world underground champions league. <laughs> it's yeah, like right? remember Yokai Watch? Yeah, I do. I know that's exactly like I I'm just remember the Yo-Kai first Watch? Pokemon killer, right? Yeah, okay. Well yeah. that wasn't that wasn't even like the first Pokemon killer because like no, you can, Digimon can, is the first yeah, Pokemon. Digimon, killer. right? Yeah, exactly. We can just like we can just like roll all the way back and it's just uh, been one of these things yeah. that's popped up consistently. Like I welcome, honestly, if Pal World can see success in like the monster catching genre i welcome it because any any uh, competition for pokemon is good for us right uh, at the end yeah. of the day because I it just means they're gonna they're gonna make a i mean it's gonna push game freak to make a better game uh now i don't mm-hmm. think you'll see it in like well. the next release but maybe in like two or three releases they might you know take some inspiration from pal world or i, I don't say inspiration from pal world influence i i'm also yeah. kind of curious what happened like we're kind of like in this cycle, especially since like 2020, where a game becomes really hot for like a month, and that's all social media can talk about is that game, mm-hmm. and then it just like disappears and dies. And I just I'm I'm waiting I'm honestly waiting like that month for Pal World, right? Like is Pal World still relevant yeah. this time in March? Like, I don't know. Like I I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Mm-mm. So I it's it's one of those things that I I'm kind of curious about. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes up. But yeah, I just wanted to like yeah. dr- address that so people didn't think that like we were scared to talk about it. It's mostly just that I don't care enough to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's it's it's not it's like a little blip on my radar for as much as I care. So yeah. But either way, I've been doing some fun stuff. We started the egg lock on stream this week. Mm-hmm. And I was I'm actually like pretty hyped by it. We got a really that's decent exciting. opening roster. Yeah. Uh Sublime, you'll actually like this opening roster, I, I think. Okay. The opening roster we got for for the Igloc was uh well we got a Hisuian Sneasel which is pretty cool. Love it. Love that's it. That's pretty. That's actually pretty cool. One of my favorites. Cool. One of my very favorites. We got it. We got a Squirtle into that. Classy. Yeah. Uh, we get we did get Growlithe. I was kind of I I wish it would have been Hisuian Growlithe, but regular Growlithe's pretty good. I'll take it. You know what? It's got fewer. It's got no quad weaknesses. So yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. What else do we get? Um, because like, there's one big. We got a Klefki, which is kind of a bummer. Great type. Mm. Yeah, I. I mean, it's a great type. I, Klefki. It's kind I, of the original Tinkatuff, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, I think I think Klefki is the way you do that type combination because it is a really good type combination, right? It's the best yeah. type combination. Yeah. It's yeah like it's, bar none, the best type in yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. Like Fairy Steel is like fantastic, but yeah. Uh, but they did it in such a way that it's not like an overpowered Pokemon. Yeah, that's what so, you do. You give it mediocre yeah. stats and a great ability. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's exactly how you handle it. But uh, so that's four. I gave you four, right? So, oh, the other one we got was a uh, Hisuian Zorua, which is pretty sweet. I'll take that. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a love love a Hisuian Zorua. And, and the star of the show for Sublime is uh, Snivy. 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 Yeah. I'm so glad he's back. He's back. I know. My baby's back. I love also that like we're just missing like six Pokemon now. Like it's I ridiculous. feel like the woman from Titanic. Like it's been a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hundred. Well, it's it's the Az Floet meme, right? Uh, yeah, very. Yeah. It's been it's been three thousand years. I I feel uh, that we're though. Back. I feel we're that back. though. Yeah, I mean Totodile too, right? So well, Totodile technically made an appearance in BDSP, but I don't know how much that counts. But I don't know that anyone. Listen, if a bear, like, is in the woods, <laughs> but no one sees it, you know? I don't know. I, I Last episode, I did, like, sing the praises of BDSP, and I do feel like it's not a terrible game. 
I just don't know that all of us are exactly the audience for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we're 15 years post-release. Well, now we're not 15 years, but at the time of release of BDSP, it had been 15 years since uh, Diamond and Pearl came out. See, yeah. The thing is, part of it is I have a bone to pick with Gen 4 sometimes about decisions that were made. So a faithful recreation is like, great, you made something that wasn't perfect to begin with, so here it is, again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. No, no, I, like, they took it, they, they did, I think they did really well with what the source material was. And I, I don't know how much, like, Game Freak tied Ilka's hands as well during that whole production process. Mm. So I, I don't want to, like, give it too much crap because for what it is it came out pretty okay like honestly like 7.5 out of 10 i i think bdsp came out fine there's not enough water that's what there's not enough water for it yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) now i mean if they would have done changes i think i would be like this is a better game for me right but 7.5 for me because like one it's beautiful like the battle backgrounds are fantastic everything looks good like it's it's jet it's like the pinnacle of gen 8 graphics and Mm. Not in the overworld. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, in terms of, like, in battle. And then on top of that, like, they made the gym leaders much harder. Um, and they were already, like, weird gym leader rosters to begin with in the original, yeah. in the source yeah. material. So, Fair. like, it is, uh, it, it is definitely, I think, one of the more challenging games. It also has, like, one of the hardest champion fights in the series still. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. In fact, might it be the hardest champion fight? Like, uh, that's a hmm. good question. I, I guess it depends on like how you would talk about Kieran now, right? Uh, would you call Kieran a champion? I wouldn't. Uh, okay. More of a DLC boss, but Gen Nine throws the word champion around pretty generously. Also, pretty a lot, uh, pretty loosely. They 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 definitely devalued the word champion in Gen Five or Gen Nine. Mm-hmm. Is everybody's a champion? <laughs> Yep. Everyone's a champion. But yeah, I, I mean, I took up a lot of time here, guys. I apologize. Anything fun going on for you guys? Well, speaking of hot games of the moment, this one has lasted a bit longer than a month. So <laughs> I, I, I eventually fell into the... I, I can't even call it a rabbit hole. It's like a giant chasm that yeah. is Baldur's Gate. Oh, good luck Oh, yeah, 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 at the time. Yeah. And so, like, I walk in and, like, I'm watching her play it and I go, how are you playing this game? <laughs> because it's it's going it's going at, like, 10 frames a second, right? Like, mm, yeah. uh, and I go, she's like, what do you mean? It's perfectly playable. I go, no, it's not. <laughs> 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 and so I had, like, an extra graphics card from another computer that was better than the one she had in her system. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I went and swapped it out and, like, the frame rate, like, improved dramatically. <laughs> Oh, I bet. It still wasn't perfect, but it was better. Like, I, like, it, in the state that she was playing it, I would not have played the game. Like, Ooh. I just wouldn't have. <laughs> and then afterwards, it got to the point where it was like, okay, this is probably playable for me. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, looked at it, and I'm like, I gotta do better. So for Christmas, I just built her a whole new computer uh, so that wow. it would actually, so that it would actually just run properly. It's better than mine, which is uh, saying something. Wow. <laughs> because, like, I, I do a lot of, like, video production and stuff like that for funsies yep no i i just have the one laptop so oh man 
Yep. But I mean, the processor is fine. Yeah, yeah. Graphics card is like it hits the minimum requirements, not the recommended yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. But it's decent enough. I'm I'm okay with it. As long as it's not like yeah, terrible frame like. The type of frame rate rates I'm talking about that like make the game unplayable for me is like version 1.0 of Scarlet and Violet when you get to the lake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. They they did fix that. They did fix mm-hmm. that thankfully in Scarlet and Violet. But like those frame rates, like that's like game ender for me. Like I'm not. I can't do it. Like this is. I did it for Scarlet and Violet just because I'm like this isn't the whole game. This isn't the whole game. This isn't the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm like I just gotta get through this lake part. Get this Titan over with and move on. Yep. Uh, how about you, Sublime? Anything anything fun going on? Yeah, uh, I am starting a stand-up comedy classes, which feels correct. Oh, what? Yeah. Nah, I'm so excited for you, actually. That sounds that sounds so fun. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah. What I really want to do is I, I really want to do like an improv class. I am also considering that. <laughs> I don't know, like anyone that plays mm-hmm. uh, any type of tabletop gaming, I think is inherently yeah. more suited to improv because that's what so much of it is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I just want to get better at it mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, it's this is a funny word to say because it's supposed to be improvised, but like it's practice. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. Though. Yeah, you're not. No, no. I think I think there is a lot of practice in getting into the mindset and like. Yeah, it's a lot of it is like mm-hmm. becoming familiar with the people you're doing it with as well. Becoming familiar with the people you're dealing with and just like being comfortable being silly, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. You have to slowly like chip down at the walls in your brain. Yeah. You have to, you have to get through those barriers. So, I mean, thankfully I've had, uh, however many years of this podcast. So that's helped a lot. (laughs) I, I don't even count anymore. It's like my birthday now, right? I don't know how I don't know how old I am. Uh, if somebody were to ask me right away, I have no idea what that number is. I just sit and calculate it. I don't know when, when did I start Puckle. Two thousand seven. That's it. Uh, J- December thirty first, mm-hmm. two thousand seven. So we're just over sixteen years now. That's I guess. Over half. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. That's over half our lives. It's about half my life. It's don't don't talk to me about. Listen, that. I have uh, kids now <laughs> who were born after I graduated high school, and I'm not okay oh. with it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys need to change the subject right now. I know, I know. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Let's change the subject, and we'll uh, we'll go head over to the news. So let's uh, cue that epic music. <laughs> Welcome to the news. In the news, there is not much because we're going to actually talk about Pokemon Unite today, which means we ran out of other things to talk about. Um, uh, Maridon's coming. That's cool, I guess. Uh, granted, we've known about this for a while. I think Maridon's either in the game or is coming out as well. A bunch of Pokemon from Gen Eight are also on their way as well. I don't don't give me don't give me hints. A full battalion for Gen Eight that never sees retreat as an option, which is Phalanx, uh, is coming. <laughs> And an anime ata- antagonist Pokemon from Gen 9. Probably Serialedge, maybe? Or Corviknight, I don't know. I don't know the answers to these. I don't care. But yeah, more Pokemon coming to Pokemon Unite for the five people in our Discord server that play it. There you go, we talked about it. 
That's all you need, just the five. That's true. No, no, it's like the perfect fair. number of people that play it. To be it, fair, it, it, like, yeah. It's the perfect number of people to play in our Discord server, so... Um, all right, well, uh, I'll let you go on about uh, Scarlet and Violet, Sublime. Uh, yeah, everybody loves reruns. Um, yeah. And the ice terratype Empoleon is getting one uh, this weekend Yay. as the, the seven-star raid. Uh, take Vaporeon, Fire-type Vaporeon, right? Yeah, that's that's the goat for that. Uh, in theory, it isn't too scary, but the NPCs make it awful because it has Defiant, so... Yeah. Boom Blaster, Shadow Ball, and next thing you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Polyon posting up. So, the long-expected patch has also released, and Scarlet players can craft Metal Sound and Dragon Shear is BGC legal. Yay. Woo. Uh, they also stopped Wild Smeargle from transforming. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. which patches the good. the glitch. With the- yeah. Oh, there were a ton of glitches. This one was really yeah. bad. Uh, you don't say. Yeah, I I also don't know why this was so big, because, like, I had to wait, like, the full five or six minutes to update it. Uh, when when it came out on uh, during stream, like I did during stream, and mm. it was a it was a pretty hefty update actually, like in terms of size. So I like some they fixed something else on the back end. They did like I think the patch notes were like several other things were fixed, yes. and they didn't go into details, yes. which mm, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're just like yeah, we fixed a lot of things. Well, there's a reason it was late because this was supposed to be a mid January update. Mm-mm. Yeah, they did announce it was coming in mid to January, and it came out February first. Yeah, so of course it messed up a lot of things. But yeah, I mean it's nice that we can craft metal sound now in in Scarlet, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they got they got rid of that shield on crafting materials. I, I, that's such a yeah. huge oversight. I don't even know how they did that. Right? Like, what a huge oversight! It, it's a big one. Like that I that one very that one's just like that one's just like there is just no QA on this, right? Like, mm-hmm. step one in crafting materials for a TM, in my opinion, like, if I'm reviewing the game, I would just be like, okay, no version exclusive Pokemon can be used to craft materials. Like, yeah. we just can't do that. And then, you, they didn't even add that like many they TMs. Had, like, 70 version exclusive Pokemon. Yeah, I know. So. <sighs> like, it just would have taken, like, one or two people to check and be like, oh, I can't do that. It's very obvious yep. which game they used to test it, which is Violet. <laughs> <This> yeah. <part>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange because Scarlet always feels like the main version, and yet it really I, does. Because like rebuke that, I rebuke that. No, 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 uh, <laughs> no, no. A lot, a lot of the art they like are always just wearing the orange. They're just wearing the orange in a lot of the art. Mm. Um, it, it's it's very weird. I don't know. I I think they kind of did a weird thing where they box themselves in, making two different schools in the two different versions. Mm-hmm. They should have they should have just made it one school. Yeah, and you know, may, and they could have both been like it could have still been like. Oh, some of the people over here are orange, and some of the people over here are purple. <laughs> it's very, it's very weird to have to have like it change between games. Like as, now playing yeah. Violet after playing Scarlet, it's it's very weird just seeing everybody in different color clothes. Yeah. Well, to be fair, orange and Violet don't exactly look great together. So they don't. They also, I'm I'm very. It's called Scarlet and Violet, and one of the academies is just orange. Orange, yeah, and which, not yeah. Scarlet. Like what happened really there, guys? It's like the, I think they made Coridon before they made the Naranja Academy. Absolutely, Coridon is kind of Scarlet, you know. So yeah, absolutely. That's my guess. No, no. I, I think, I think, I think Coridon matches the colors much better for sure. I mean, they also yeah. did. I mean, they did really well with Indigo Disc and Teal Mask. Those pretty much match up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ogre Pond's a little bit more green than teal, but I'll, I'll accept it. But the mask well, is the teal, teal mask. The mask right. is teal. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I, it just makes me hope. It just makes me go, man. I would love, you know, two more colors for the rainbow. It would just be mm-hmm. so much fun uh, when you get a full rainbow with two more DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, let me ask you this: Would you rather have two more DLC or Gen Ten? Uh, this year, I would much rather have two more DLC. I yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'd because much otherwise, more Gen Ten is just gonna drop. You know, with a lake that makes you go at four frames yeah, per second. I, I don't yeah. think there, there's no yeah. world in which we get Gen Ten this year. There's just no, no world. I hope I hope that's the case. I mean, if you're if like, you're let fo- us enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's just enjoy what we got. Follow following the pattern, like there, it's just not happening, right? Like Pokemon games at least get three years at, of development, unless you're talking about BDSP, but that's a whole other story. Um, and we should be, I, yeah, we should be out of the woods. I would hope. It, my personal Hopefully. opinion is like they give us another year of DLC, and then we just then then it's the remake slash Legends or whatever game they want to do, uh, in a mm-hmm. in like a perfect fantasy world, and then we get like four years of develop- development for Gen Ten, which also sets us up for the thirtieth anniversary. Honestly, I would be fine with having a year in which we just get like remakes slash Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, a game a year where it was Legends is fine yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I, I and a st- remake with Snivy. Yeah, I'm down with that. I, I'm I'm still a big proponent of uh if we do a Legends game, it should get like a BDSP to go with it. I know most people are just uh they mm-hmm. they weren't impressed with BDSP as we talked about, but I, I think having I think- both it helps with the comparison. I don't know. Like, it, it, I appreciate Legends Arceus more because BDSP came out beforehand. Yeah, you've said I think my so for your argument, it's good yeah. that BDSP is a faithful remake, mm-hmm. but in general, for me, that's a bad thing because yeah, yeah, we were used to having remakes that had additions mm-hmm. and innovations, and, and yeah. yeah, and BDSP didn't have any. There's of those. a reason Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Oros are so beloved. Yeah, I mean, okay, they gave us Pokemon in the Underground, which was cool, but. Like no, auras no. and and um, no, you're, and, you're not uh, hard gold I, and silver. I, like integrated stuff from the third version. Mm-hmm. No, no, I I definitely agree with you that BDSP. I mean, BDSP probably should have tried to include stuff from Platinum, and I don't think that yeah. would have ruined my experience playing or made any difference between the connection exactly. I made between that and and Legends Arceus. Um, so it w- I I do think that now our expectations are managed better in terms of a remake coming out. Um, mm. if that is the case, like we, we know what happened with BDSP and I don't think people are going to have expectations that are like, if they say faithful remake that we're going to get something well, better than BDSP, right? Well, because I, a lot of the expectations the bar when you can lower it, you know, no, 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 yeah. no, I'm not. No, I'm just saying a lot of the disappointment <laughs> with BDSP also came with the fact that a lot of people were trying to hype it up when there was no evidence of them trying to do anything more. Um, yep. and so expectations don't have as far to drop this time. If if it does happen, fair. That, fair. That, that's all I'm, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm Expectations just can't drop as be, far. I'm still going to be sad if we get a remake that is like BDSP because yeah. I still see the potential. But I will understand that that is how things work now. What what Let's about put it that way? How do you guys feel about a uh, a remake, a faithful remake, but not of BDSP uh, of Diamond and Pearl? Like we got, but a faithful remake of Heart Gold Soul Silver. That would be weird yeah. because it's a remake. Do you get of to a carry remake? a Pokemon around? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. of course you would. It would be. It would be almost exactly. Yeah. Uh, it would probably. It probably look exactly like BDSP, but Heart Gold Soul Silver. 
Gen 2 does still have the distinct advantage of being the only game that had two regions, like two full regions yeah, in yeah. it. I, and I I think if you just did a faithful remake of that, it would just go very well. I honestly I think you know all what? Of- we've had like a hundred. It feels like we've had like a hundred Gen One remakes. So why not another Gen Two? Th- there was a very good comment in the Discord the other day, I believe by Bowarky, um, where he mentioned he's a big fan of just getting all of the games that were done in dual screen remade into single screen. Uh, no matter no like there's a distinct advantage because one is going to increase playability in like future consoles as well like if you think about like virtual console i i, I don't even know if nintendo switch online is ever going to get to ds because i just don't Probably know how not. i just don't know how you do that i, I just know you I, need something like the wii u to do that and well no the, one wants that so the wii u did so the wii u virtual console did have ds on it it was just done very oddly yeah no um, one wants that. it wasn't it didn't even utilize the gamepad <laughs> for the record it just it was all on one screen it was very weird yeah mm-hmm. so i i don't know yeah I, I think making them taking diamond and pearl and making them single screen was worthwhile and i think somebody who's never played it played it before this was a fine experience yeah sure it, like new pokemon games are always a fun experience yeah and considering there's probably a lot of people born after gen 4 that played uh-huh. on it um mm-hmm. yeah yeah like okay yeah you got your gen 4 experience yep I'm sorry you didn't get to play Platinum, but right. you got your Gen 4 experience. Uh, I'm going to skip Pokey Opinion, because I feel like this is our Pokey Opinion now. Uh, but, yep. <laughs> uh, um, it, okay, did we get the Go stuff? Did we talk about... No, the, we didn't, uh, but it's very it. short. Go for uh, it. This next Saturday, February 11th, uh, in Go, there's going to be Hisui and the CDY Raids. That's Woo. it. Yay. Uh, and then there's some small puckle news. Uh, first of all, we still have the survey up. If we hit 150 reviews, we still haven't hit that number yet. Uh, or fill out. Uh, it's in the description. It's on Twitter. It's everywhere. Um, you can go ahead. and well, Thatch is going to go ahead and give a uh, Power Rangers lecture on stream. Uh, either about the history of Power Rangers or something uh, adjacent. And I haven't decided. It'll be it'll be that uh, it'll be the start of Pruckle for Patreon, maybe. <laughs> uh, enough people have asked for it it might happen uh, i feel like i could talk about it for like 30 or 40 minutes once a month <laughs> yes you just did half i did before, before we started before we started the show. Yeah, i did really <laughs> so- i'm so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> no you don't apologize i actually enjoyed that <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah uh, but yes please go ahead and do that of course uh uutc signups are uh annual tournament for ou is are up on the discord server as well so go ahead and join that those are up until this saturday uh but that is going to be it for the news guys we're going to kick it on over to our trivia segment so we're going to kick it on over to pokey quiz a quiz your co-host on their insane pokemon knowledge Hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to start it off with our first question. Our first question this week is going to come from that Steve kid. As of Generation 9, which type has not been used for 
any Pokemon with a regional form. Paradox and Ooh. Convergent forms are not included. Okay. Okay. Um. So are we, we including should... the original and their very regional variants? Uh, we are. I think we're just including the regional variant. I don't know if that matters, to be honest with you. Okay. Um. So the newer versions only. Yeah. I. That's what I'm going to say. I don't think it matters, but I will double check for you. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yes. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it in your mind with that information. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... I'm counting them off on a piece of paper. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> writing them out. Like I'm writing them out, literally. Uh... Exactly. Okay, let's let's confront our lists. So far, I am excluding electric, psychic, ice, fairy, fire, ghost, normal, fighting, grass, water, dark. You're writing faster than me. I got normal, dark, poison, ground, water, grass, fighting, ghost. Uh, dragon, fairy, electric, psychic. Have there been any steel-type regional variants? Yes. Um, um, oh gosh, uh, Sandslash. Yes, 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 yes. Which was also ice. Um. We have 15 so far. Okay, what off. are the three types we haven't thought of? That's an easier question. Um. Exactly. Uh, I seem to be missing rock and- RK9, uh, so not rock. Yeah, flying, no, because we have... Um, uh, braviary. Braviary, exactly. And the very last type left should be bug, which I think is the answer. Uh, yeah. Come on, process of elimination. In, are you locking in bug? Yes, I think so. I think. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. Uh, it is bug. Bug is Go the off. only one that has not been used yet. So you guys are one for one. Missed opportunity. I, mean, I keep waiting for a bug dragon Yan Mega. Oh man, Ooh. that would be sweet actually. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Well, our next question is going to come to you from uh is going to come to you from Liger. What is the only generation 1 Pokémon that does not appear in any regional Pokédex other than Kanto and Johto? What? A the regional only generation? Pokedex? Yeah. Uh, it I does was going to say in- Mewtwo, but it's in X and Y. Um, well, that was before regional. Um, well, th- that would count as a regional Pokedex because the Kalos yeah. regional mm-hmm. Pokedex. Yeah, is a exactly. Pokedex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um, how about Mew then? <laughs> does, 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 would that count? <laughs> because uh, technically it's not in any original Pokedex because it's always been a mythical. I I I will not confirm or deny. It is a Gen One Pokemon, so it's Mew. But yeah. does it, wait, wait, wait. So are we sure that it doesn't appear in any regional Pokedex? Okay, so regional Pokedexes are supposed to be completable um, within the game. Yeah, uh, but that's like a modern definition. Tr- that's a modern sure. definition. Mm. I I, I uh, think that's true mod- in the modern day and age, but maybe not so true in any other day and age. Yeah, since uh, you essentially now get it for free, um, might not be the answer we're looking for. No, no, yeah, I mean, you can answer it. Um, it is a Generation 1 Pokemon that has appeared mm-hmm. in uh, at least the Kanto Pokedex for sure, right? Yeah. It has a Pokedex number in Gen 1, right? So it has been in a Pokedex. Yeah, uh, but it also appears in... What I don't if it's Pikachu? Remember if you could get... you imagine? 
<laughs> I don't remember if you get a Pokedex entry when you get the gift Mew in BDSP. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's just in the a national decks in BDSP. Right? It's in it's the national decks in BDSP. Yeah. Um, yeah, one single Pokemon. Well, hmm. Hmm. Uh, I can't I'm think. inclined to think it has to be Mew. Because I'm thinking, like, the fact that it's a single Pokemon means it can't have an evolution line. Exactly. Which restricts the field a lot. Drastically. Yeah. I need an answer here, guys. I think we okay, gotta go guys. with Mew. Yeah. The answer is, in fact, Mew. Mew only has oh, uh, been in two Pokedexes. One is the Kanto Pokedex at number 151. Uh, and also Johto, and depending on the generation, it, its number changes, actually. Um, mm. in, in generation, uh, in generation two, it is number 250. Um, and in generation, uh, four, it is uh, number 255. So I don't know what else is inside the Johto Pokedex to push it to number, uh, one, 255. In gen uh, Wait, did you say the I Johto or the Sinnoh? It, this is the Johto Pokedex in, uh, yeah. It's I the thought Johto you had said Pokedex. BDSP. Uh, uh, the Johto Pokedex, um, in gen four. It changes the number. Okay, so heart, gold, silver. silver. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Well, that where... would have had the Gen Four, um, like extra evolutions, like uh, oh yes, yep. Nope, you are correct. That's what it, that's what happened. They added in Mamoswine, uh, Electivire, yeah. Magmortar, Tangrowth, uh, etc. You know, and well, it would only be yeah, it would be Tangro. Uh, I don't, they couldn't have added all of them in. Um, like Weavile doesn't make it in. Oh, that's rotted. Uh, yeah, Weavile. But it's probably make some it of those. In. It's probably some of those. Mamoswine made definitely in. made it in. Tangrowth made it in. Licky Licky made it in. I'm looking this yeah. up because it's just like too good. Electivire <laughs> did not make it in. Neither wow. did Magmortar. Yeah. Wow. Doing them wow. dirty. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. So they, they just chose some like random Gen 4s to like throw into the Jota Also, Pokedex. this is it's such probably, an aside, but like, why have they not done anything for Jinx? Jinx used to be uh, like, you know, well, because, they're, uh, because they're just dropping it because of like all of the history with Haven't it. Haven't we I, like changed it visually enough that we can give I, it something? Especially because they gave it Smoochum. Like, yeah, I think I think we're probably at the time where all of that's kind of forgotten about. But po did Pokemon slash Nintendo seems to like to let things go away. Go away. Like the, one of the things that's a big example of this is like the TCG. This is the trivia segment, by the way. Um. Is the TCG yes. uh, where Kadabra didn't have a card until like 2023? Yeah, uh, we don't talk about because Kadabra they because of they the lawsuit. But they finally got away with that. They got around that finally. So like I and it probably wasn't actually an issue in like in the past like 20 years, honestly. But they just wanted to get away from that, which I I think they uh they they're more than ha like that might happen with Jinx eventually, right? Especially now that we're on a different anime as well, where it wasn't an issue. Mm. Yeah, uh, so that that might it's, be something it took that happens. Thirty years, but we are on a different anime, so that's true. Yes, yep. I think something like that might might help out. We'll see. But either way, uh, that is you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question. Uh, this one is going to come to you from uh, Two Crow Forty Eight. It's Pokemon Sword entry reads. Its cry leaves a lasting headache if heard for too long. It moves so quickly that it's almost invisible. Who's that Pokemon? Huh. An invisible headache causing crier. Uh, well, almost invisible. Something, something, uh, it sounds like a 
ghost and there's a very fast ghost in Gen 8. There sure um, is. But I don't but think it's that. It's No, because its Pokédex entries usually talk about its past. Oh, I was thinking things that so, launch from other things heads. Uh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 its Pokédex entries are usually about that or about its past when it was alive. Yeah. So, I don't Not think it's those. that. Um uh, something else that has uh See, the cry is- made me think Hatterene until you said it was so fast. Yeah, Hatterene is slow. Um, something uh, fast that maybe something like um, a steel type because it rings in your ears um, or is very loud. Huh. So fast it's nearly invisible. Might also be... Oh, this is a really tough one. Could you repeat one. the full uh, Pokedex uh, entry? Absolutely. If you try to get close to it, it, oh wait, this is the wrong one. Wait, that this is one. a different that, one. Okay, that's a different okay. one. That was the, that's my other one. Sorry, my bad. Its cry leaves a lasting headache if heard for too long. It moves so quickly that it is almost invisible. Hmm. Uh. What hmm. are some beasts that like? I'm also thinking about the buzzing of a bug. Oh, what if it was like? Hmm. Vikavolt? That's crazy. Why would that be Vikavolt's? No, I feel like that would not be what Vikavolt would do. But, you know, some bugs, like, m- you know, like, move so yeah. fast. Like, uh... Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about Orbeetle. Orbeetle but, is an interesting thought. Um, but I, it, I don't think it's a fast Pokemon. But, like, I don't think fast in the Pokedex translates to the speed stat, necessarily. That's, that's true. It, it often doesn't. Like it, they say the loser is fast. It's not <laughs> so. right. They're like, oh, Pidgeot goes so fast, and I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we we pick one of these answers. <laughs> right, <laughs> this is Please. a hard one. We're gonna need that second one, pretty sure. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, we can guess first, but we can guess first. Sublime. Oh gosh, uh, maybe Orbital. No, I'm on with he's that not one. that that. I don't know. Oh, okay. What are you going with? I need an answer. Let's just say Orbeetle so we can get the or- next next entry. Or- Orbeetle is unfortunately incorrect. It is you not don't Orbeetle. say. All right. Uh, this is going to be uh, your next entry is going to be from. Uh, oh, my gosh. They're all the same Pokedex entry. I was trying to find you a better one than the second one I had, but I don't think there is a better one. Um, all right. Mm. This one is from Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Oh, okay. Oh. That says uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, this Pokemon is so quick, it is said to be able to avoid any attack. It loves to feed on tree sap. Oh, okay. See, that's much more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Still sounds like a bug. It sounds like a bug. The Heracross, I was thinking Heracross, but it can't be. Yeah, it must be Ninjask. It must be Ninjask. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yes. Ninjask is correct. Yeah. It is Ninjask. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys are three for three. Your next question is your multiple answer question. Uh, And this is going to come to you. uh, Do you guys, I'll I'll ask you, let you guys pick. Uh, Do you guys want. a question about the Pokemon anime pre-Horizons, obviously, because it hasn't come out in the U.S. yet, so it doesn't exist. Um, or uh, do you want a question about uh, staff boosting moves? 
Okay. Uh, I sublime. haven't seen the entire anime. I don't know that anyone has. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go with the staff boosting moves? I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this one is from Farmer Fox. There are four answers here. I only need three. I'll give you a point for each. What are mm-hmm. the four moves that can drastically raise a Pokemon single stat by three stages or more at once? Uh, shell. Mm. No, wait. Also, that's two no, and no, no. three. Two and three. A uh, single stat. A single stat. A single stat by three stages. Tail glow's one. Uh, tail glow tail is glow? correct. You do have yeah. three strikes, by the way. Tail glow okay. is one. Belly that drum. Belly drum. Belly drum. Belly drum. Yeah, that's two. And does does acupuncture do that, or it's no? It just two it's stages? two and then one. Um, okay. Uh, so drastic. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. There are two um, more. Ooh. Uh, oh, Whimsicott, you should know one of these. Cotton Guard. <laughs> Cotton Guard, you're right. I remember that. <laughs> First stages. <laughs> Cotton Guard is correct. Uh, yeah, that gives you the third Aww. one. The one you What's... guys didn't get, uh, the fourth one is Fell Stinker. Oh, yeah, but that Fel requires Stinger. a KO, so I don't think of that as a yeah. stat boosting move. And that's not but a that's stat true. move. Uh, you called yeah, it. Just, you succeed. Okay, I, I did, but yeah, you can, it's just any move that can do it. But yeah, I'll give it to you. Sure. It's fine. You guys got the points. We're, we're good. Thank you. Speed boost um, after three turns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, at, all right. So you guys are uh, six for four. Your next question is your base stat question, as always, and you're up for eight if you get this correct. Uh, this one is going to come to you from Smeargle nineteen. What starter Pokemon? Has the lowest base stat total. Isn't it something like um, Meganium or... Uh... Starter, so like the base form, I'm assuming. The base form, yeah. So it's going to be a base baby, form. you know. Yeah. Well, uh, are we only counting the starter Pokemon like the classic fire, water, grass type of Pokemon? I'm assuming or... so. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be one of them because like... First of all, it bothers me that these aren't uniform generation to generation. Like, why are some starter mm. Pokemon, like, higher stats yeah, than right? other? Like, it's, it's I, obnoxious. I, I, am, I am slightly upset that there is an answer to this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that bothers yes. me. I, I, I don't like that there is an answer to this. So, um... What generation think... did they do dirty? I feel like it's five, but I no, feel I strong. Think it's, yeah, it's uh, so, also, the, the starters in Gen 5 do have pretty low base stats but i think if i remember correctly i've heard about this and it might be turtwig but i might be completely off the mark here so if you want to use the hint i'm fine with that i think and we should if you use don't, the hint we can think about it for another image. i don't know I, it doesn't matter if we use the hint or not but like i don't because Turtw- not, i see no reason like, not to say turtwig like Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, it's slow. slow, but it's also like solid. So I might be like tur- like maybe I heard about Turtwig having, you know, maybe it has the highest stat of You any use it all base. for two hours before it's evolved. Like Yeah, I don't know. Um what do you want to do sublime? <laughs> Let's say Turtwig. I-, I have no problem with that, unless you want to use the hint, which I also have no problem with. Oh, gosh. I feel like I would like to use the hint because going for 
possibly seven is better than just throwing something out there, which I'm really not sure is correct. (laughs) So the hint I'm going to give you, because all of the starters, uh, well, one, I'm going to give you, I'm going to just give you the giveaway that it's not a Gen 9 starter, because I'm going to give you uh, a Pokedex entry from Scarlet and Violet, because all the starters are now in Scarlet and Violet. Oh. Um, And they all have Pokedex entries now. Oh. Uh, So I'm going to give you a Scarlet and Violet entry for this Pokemon. And uh, hopefully that helps you pick out which one you need. This Pokemon gets worked up easily. Its body can also overheat. So it Fire uses type. its ears to dissipate the heat and calm down. Fennekin. Oh, it's Fennekin. Fennekin. Ears, Fennekin. Yep. Uh, Fennekin is correct. Uh, oh my it has gosh, a very... I can't believe they did it bad like that. I'm upset. Uh, okay, I'm they, upset didn't do it, they didn't do it like that bad, to be fair. Uh, it is 307. Uh, the next, like the next lowest is 308. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's a four way tie between all the gen five starters. I knew they um, did them dirty. uh, All the gen five starters and chessmen. Wow. Uh, Yeah. No wonder uh, everyone loves Froakie so much. And then at 309, at 309 is the next highest. And that's a tie between, uh, Charmander, Cyndaquil and Chimchar. So they made Froakie like significantly Froakie. better than Chespin and Fennekin. Wow. Let's, let's, uh, I, uh, I, gotta th- I have to find Froakie's base stat total now because like <laughs> we're going to be like, oh, it's so much better, but it's going to be like 310 instead of 307, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, why would you do that? Why would you? Why? why? I don't understand. You could just I don't toss know. a point into like HP or something. Actually, like oh my gosh, it's 314. You see? That's like Ooh. seven over. But I think it's all speed. That doesn't matter. That's still it ridiculous. That's... I'm I'm outraged by this. <laughs> I'm actually I I actually agree with Sublime on this one. Like that's 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 ridiculous and should they have really happened. wanted to push for Ninja from the start? I see how yep. it Pokemon is. Pokemon do better. Uh, but that just gives you guys if water seven wasn't points. Already like a much better type than Fire or Grass. Uh, yes, I know they they just did it dirty. Like yeah. All right. Oh, in first place now we have Whimsicott with fifteen points on our race to forty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in second place we've got Claude with fourteen. Yeah. In third place Seth Vila with eight. Good for uh, you, Seth. In a three-way tie for fourth place is Jushiro, Linian, and Sublime with seven. I just heard three-way. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and in a tie for seventh we've got our Sigma and Sharkfin again with six points, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. But they will. With that. With that note, I want to make it, like, I think next year I'm going to try to make it just whoever has the most points at the end of the year wins. I think that's a great idea. Oh. I, that's what I'm going to do next year. Like, we're going to, like, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a hard reset, you know, December 31st. And next year it's just whoever has the most on December 31st wins, wins trivia. But this year it's, it, we're still doing a race to 40. All right. So, but on that note, guys, uh, that is it for our trivia segment. If you want more next week, uh, just tune on in. Until then, though, we're going to head it on over to the topic. We have another review from FatPat1988. It slaps. I began listening to the podcast back in Gen 5, right before X and Y released. At the time, it felt it was okay. Fell out of Pokemon for a bit around Gen 7 and only recently came back. I came back to the podcast as well. I have to say they have really grown into something spectacular. I thoroughly enjoy the structure and content of the show. At this point, in my opinion, it is easily... One of the best Pokemon podcasts out there. Well, thank you, FatPat1988. And if you have a review, please drop it wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps people find the show. But until next time, let's move on to the topic. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be a retrospective of Pokemon Legends Arceus. It just came, uh, it just hit its anniversary a couple days ago. Mm hmm. As of recording, we record on Saturdays for those of you who are unaware. Um, so I apologize to those of you who send us emails, uh, on Saturday afternoon and they don't get on the show because there was, there were some like good ones that popped in last week. I was like, oh man, we probably would have read that one. <laughs> mm. Uh, so I felt really bad about it. Yeah. We, so we record, but it, it, this week a lot of people were kind of like going over Pokemon Legends Arceus and, uh, honestly, it was more people than normal, like looking back at, uh, a game that had recently come out. Than, than you normally see. I don't know, that's just because, like, this game kind of came out at a weird time in January. Yeah. Yeah. It, it opens up our time to be like, let's talk something Pokemon. Look, this game came out <laughs> two years ago. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I still look very back very fondly at Legends Arceus just because... Me too. Completely. Same. It was so... It was such a breath of fresh air. I, I look back very fondly. It, it's such a good game. Like, it, it's a game that I'll actually replay occasionally just because the mechanics are so much fun. Mm-hmm. To do to, to play, maybe this is a hot take. Uh, I don't like having to craft poach um, TMs in Gen Nine, but I love crafting in Arceus. I think it's just because it's slightly different. It was better. It's just because it doesn't feel as good to do like the let's go mechanic, right? I, I think that mechanic needs to be fine tuned a little bit to make it feel better, uh, so that your Pokemon comes out and just like starts KOing things. I, I think that it kind of has to just do with. In Scarlet and Violet, I, I'm talking about specifically, but yeah, I, I think if that let's go mechanic got tuned a little bit to feel better, because uh, right now it feels a little clunky to me because your Pokemon will go fight like a wild Pokemon, but it'll take five seconds to beat up a Pokemon. And it the, the whole thing's a little clunky itself, too, uh, in terms of getting your Pokemon to go fight the other Pokemon around it. Sometimes you can't get it to go where you want if there's a bunch of Pokemon around. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So I think I, I think if that were to get cleaned up, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. I mean, it's a different type of crafting, too, granted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it was interesting because I preferred Arceus's crafting. Yeah, well, uh, I also think the items that you could craft with Arceus meant more. Yes. Right? Like, you're crafting Pokeballs, which is, like, a main mechanic. TMs, I don't know that, like... You have limited inventory space. Yeah, it was good. I, I don't know that, like, TMs in... In art or in Scarlet and Violet are as, ne as necessary to craft more so than I, I like that we they found a solution to the infinite TM, uh, the infinite TM type deal where it's just like you can get infinite TMs, you just have to work for it a little bit, which to me doesn't make sense because okay, it's slightly more immersive, but it just like if I 
am the kind of person who wants to have many competitively ready Pokemon, I'm going to be annoyed by this. And if I'm not the kind of person who wants to have many competitively ready Pokemon, I'm just not going to craft TMs at all. So what's the point? I understand your point. From my perspective, so in terms of like building a competitive Pokemon, one, I don't think you have to do it just for competitive. I think like raids is a good way to build Pokemon, is a good reason to be build Pokemon. Uh, and there's a few other uses. Um, there's a few other cases where you can you can do this. But I think for me, I, I really, I, I like that they're taking a stab at making the Pokemon building process uh, somewhat engaging outside of just like, oh, I collected this. Let me hit the button and like give it a TM. Like, I have to think about it a little bit, right? Um, and like, oh, I have to do this. Oh, let me go play in the game a little bit and go get this. Um, it, it also come, kind of comes down to my argument, or at least the argument that I think Pokemon wants people to have uh, when it comes to genning Pokemon for their competitions. Because actually, even as recent as like last week at Liverpool, a bunch of people got uh, DQ'd for Gen Mons again. Yeah. Um, I hate that. Like... It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with skill. Like, why are we making arbitrary, like... I, I don't entirely disagree. I, uh, it, it, first of all, it's a Japanese company, so they have, like, a bunch of different ideas of what it means to, like, modify hardware and software. So, they, like, the Japanese comp- side of the company probably really just hates that. Sure. But it's a global brand at this point. Uh, yeah, but the Japanese side... And it has been for so long. The Japanese side of the company is running it, though. Like... More so than anywhere else. Like, everywhere else is mostly just, like, PR and translation. Maybe that's a problem. I don't know. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah, but they, they really just want you to go play the game. Like, that's all they really want you to do is just go play the game. That I, I think that's, this is just another way they're trying to get you to go play the game. Mm-hmm. I, I think a better example of them trying to do this, because they've historically done this. Um, in different ways, but I think the most recent example that's even more recent than like crafting TMs, where they want you just to like go play the game and use the features in the game that they spent time building, is the uh, is the blueberry points in the DLC. Yeah, mm. it, like they have you do a bunch of like I didn't use the Let's Go feature at all during my playthrough of Scarlet and Violet. I have used it exponentially more times in the Blueberry Academy to just like go get the BP Mm-mm-mm-mm. because that'll be like one of the quests. So they they've like historically done that. Um, I mean, it's kind of this, it's kind of in the same vein as how people are upset, like you can't get Ursa Luna in Scarlet and Violet. I, I'm upset, but probably for slightly different reasons than they are. Um, they're upset because they have to go play a $60 game that doesn't have a competitive feature to compete in competitive Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, I'm upset because it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you're playing in competitive Pokemon. That's, that's my, my, uh, frustration is that they could just put the P block in Scarlet and Violet and we're done. Like that, that's my only frustration with it. But yeah, I yeah no. If you're but Blood Moon or Saluna's cool, but that's another story. Yeah, the Blood Moon or Saluna is cool. I just don't know why we can't get regular Ursaluna in the game. Like they, Cleavor is even more frustrating to me. But I don't want to go on this rant again. But <laughs> I feel like we should get Cleavor's the Cleavor. Uh, I should say Scyther rather is the new Meowth. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no Cleavor. Like, give me a new one every time. No, you know what's you know what's frustrating to me though is just that like Cleavor, like we can catch Cleavor now in Scarlet and Violet, but we can't evolve Scyther into Cleavor in Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, it's like I can I can catch it, and even when you catch it or beat it in the game, it drops like the Scyther parts, so they're not even like treating. It's very um, inconsistent. 
Just give me the black augurite. Just give me the black augurite, guys. Just do it, please. Especially since it's right there on the ground. They also the Pokedex entries even uh, allude to how it can be evolved in modern times. Yeah, I think is really fun. Is really fun and wild. Um, so I I hope that they could do something similar with some of the other Hisuian Pokemon. Uh, I'm hoping we get something like that in the future. I mean, because they they did fix like Quillfish, so I I'm hoping that we get this. But I, this isn't what this is about. Well, I guess to some extent, Hisuian Pokemon, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> I I like this. This is part of the legacy of this game that upsets me and i don't know that the legacy is the the fault of the game because the game itself is great um with the exception of the battle mechanics battle mechanics are garbage yeah i don't love them uh i like that they gave it like a a gimmick for a game with very different mechanics in general so i don't mind it in arceus at all i appreciate the the attempt like i appreciate the the effort right like that they tried that they were willing to take that risk yes yeah it's, I just don't appreciate the execution. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the, like, they took the risk and I'm now I'm giving them the feedback that the risk kind of fell flat. Yeah. I will say it makes catching things easier. Uh, no, no, you're, you're, you're exactly correct. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, my only issue is. I would never want it in like a battle, like a competitive battle. Uh, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very unclear to me when we see it, like how turn order works. In all honesty, uh, when, when we use it, I, I think one I, one thing that would have definitely a turn tracker, even like a tutorial on how that works, right? Like just a little bit, um, like oh, if the speed spad is doubled or something like that, this is what happens. Uh, j- just anything like that. Mostly for me, it was like they made it too. I don't even know how to say it. It's very all or nothing. Yes. And I didn't like that very much because if it had been just a tiny bit more balanced, it would have still made the boss battles hard, but not, you know, frustrating. Yeah, I I do appreciate it because it made me at least pay attention to like the stat boosting stuff. That, that I had, that I probably, if it weren't for that battle system, I probably wouldn't have bothered, like, increasing their stats with stones or whatever, or the gravel in uh, Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, though, like, I mean, the battle system is, like, the one mark I have on that game that makes me go, mm, not that fun. But everything else about the game is fantastic. Like, I think the world is done very well. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted on Twitter the other day, um, in, like, celebration of, like, two-year anniversary. Um, they just, like, put some of the art up, and man, that art looks so good. Yes. Yes, it does. I looked at that already. I'm like, man, this is so good. And I really love, like, the wide open plains and the fields. It just, like, Gen, Gen, like, one through four Pokemon has a certain aesthetic because it's just, like, supposed to be the Japanese countryside, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very much, uh, I think before the style change really took place. Yeah, it, it's just, it's just an aesthetic that I really love. And you know what's worse is, like, when I was in Japan back in October, I just, like, really took it in. And I'm like, wow, th- I didn't realize like how much of this is just Pokemon, like the like the, the scenery, um, like a lot of the scenery I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, this is essentially just a Pokemon game. I just th- I like I thought it was like uh, probably um, what's the word? Oh, my gosh, it's sitting on the t- tip of my tongue. But um, I-, I thought it was definitely exaggerated for Pokemon, right? Like, oh, it's idealized, it's exaggerated. But I mean, no, it's pretty much there. Like they they, they like one for one that. OK, I see what you mean. Yeah, I thought, well, you know, because, like, they'll idealize it or exaggerate something. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like they're recreating literal uh, Japan. It's like a game. But when you realize that sounds very interesting. It's impressively close. So I, I was uh, very impressed with, uh, I mean, the the aesthetic of Gen 1 through 4 Japan or, or Pokemon, uh, not Japan, but it is very distinct. And I really love, like, it, I don't know, it's just like, it's very peaceful and I love it. And it's, the areas were just very well done and very well crafted. Um, I, I will also say I kind of like that they were areas as well and not just like one continuous world. I, I don't know. Like, not everything needs to be like open, open world, right? Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because it helps me compartmentalize a lot of the tasks I need to get done. Yeah, it was uh, it worked well for that game. Let's say that. No, no, for sure. Uh, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't feel like just because everything's not in one giant world that it's not open world. Like I felt like the regions in Arceus were a great size uh, to be able to explore and adventure. Yeah, like no, they were they were a perfect size. Um, honestly, I'll get. And if you combine them all together, like, it's a big world. Like, just because you can't go from one to the other to the other all at once, I'm like, that's fine. That doesn't bother me at all. Which is which is actually very close to, like, a, it's very close to, like, original Pokemon, if you think about it that way, too. Because, I mean, it, like... Yeah, and, it, like... You're in Jubilife City, and you got, like, four exits out, right? You have to you have to load the next route. Mm-hmm. It's not directly there. You have to choose which one you're going to go to. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I know some people at... At like the outset did. I don't either. I think the I think the numbers are just like or not the numbers, that's where I want to go next, but I, I just think that the game itself is done very it's crafted very well outside of the battle system. Like I love catching Pokemon, it feels good. Yes, I love it too. Oh god, it was like revelatory, yeah. The first time you catch things. It was It's one of the, it's one of those things, like the game just has to feel good, which is why I say following Pokemon or the like the let's go feature in Scarlet and Violet. I think it could I think it could work. I just think they need to tune it to make it feel good i think arceus was actually so good great gameplay loop like it i don't even know how to explain it <laughs> it's like it formed a core memory of playing yeah, oh yeah so much so that when we got to scarlet and violet i kept mentally reaching for i'm going to crouch in the grass and throw a pokeball at this pokemon to catch it i know that needs to happen next. Like we need to mer- we need to fuse these concepts. No, you're absolutely correct. Um it it's uh yeah, I I think that the game itself is just fantastic. I I really hope that it's a they use it as a template for something else in the future. Like I I my my fear about Legends Arceus and I don't think I don't think I've said this before is that it kind of like goes the way of Let's Go. Mm. Like I I am I am sl- I feel like it was much better received. Uh, I think the for the fan base for sure. Like I, I know that the Pokemon company pays attention to fan to the fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they definitely pay attention. They've stated as such as well in interviews that they do pay attention to the fandom. Mm-hmm. But uh, the sales numbers are pretty close to Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, and we can definitely tell which game took more effort. So if you balance the two things out, yeah. I guess the question is whether or not they, how much they care about like brand. Mm-hmm. I also think Let's Go was like a flash in the pan because they're still trying to capitalize on the success of Pokemon Go. I agree. Pokemon Go is kind of dying now. Yeah, and uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Why? I'm so sorry. If it still makes money, you know. So sorry. Uh, I think in like the thing you have to do when looking at the numbers is 
you have to remember that Let's Go was the first Pokemon game on the, on the Switch. No, 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 no. So, like, I don't think Let's Go... I think if a Let's Go got released now, it would not do nearly as well. Exactly. I mean, uh, it would not do nearly as well. Right now, I think... Um, uh, well, that's this is March, actually. I don't have the latest numbers. Um, I have the March 2023 numbers, uh, which puts Legends RC at, at uh, 4.83 million copies. So, it means it probably broke, like, 15, maybe even 16 by now. Mm. Uh, that's. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, that's slightly higher than Let's Go, actually. Which had two versions. Which had two versions. So it got artificially... Inf- I I don't know that at the end of the day, the Pokemon company cares about whether it has two versions or not. But I, I do think Legends Arceus... Uh, I think Legends Arceus was also kneecapped a little bit by a January release as well. Yep. Uh, which, I, I like, imagine... And they have to know that when they're looking at the numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I... Like, somebody has to be smarter than I am. And if I could figure that out, right... And it's not just a January release, it's a January release like two, three months after another Pokemon game? After another Pokemon game, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. And the other thing that I think, if they are paying attention to the community, one thing that I noticed throughout the community, or the reception to Legends Arceus, is a lot of people who haven't played Pokemon in a very long time came back to Legends Arceus. Mm. I had seen a lot of that during the release, so... Well, I feel like it was so much wish fulfillment for what people wanted a Pokemon ex- catching experience to be like, and I think it's it's very good at that. And it's pretty good, actually. I'm I it's it's very good uh, at what it does with the like I said, with the exception of the battle mechanics. If they made if they made like a game that used regular Pokemon battle mechanics and Legends Arceus type catching, I think yes, 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 yes. I think that would be a very good game. I I do I, I because I I mean maybe you could find a way to do like an agile and strong type deal, but uh, I do think that the way they did it is very good. What I would like is if it was only in the game and not competitive. Um, if that makes sense, like if you could only do them to catch wild Pokemon or something. Exactly. Yeah, you can only have it in competitive. Another thing about Legends Arceus that I have loved uh, and has been I feel like expanded upon, especially with the DLC is having relatives of characters appear. Mm. I feel like that's been a very fun thing um, that I feel like Arceus kind of started. You know, they definitely... I, I, I do like that we also get... I like that they didn't do it for, a reg- like, a new region, per se, right? I, I like that... Well, one, they did a really cool thing where they made up regionals, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. To have Pokemon that existed in the past. Um, now if they could just make it, like, get out of their heads about their own internal lore and just let me have those Pokemon if you're gonna put them in my game. I mean, listen, if we can revive fossils... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we can revive fossil Pokemon, there's no excuse. I should be able to find a peep block. That's all I'm saying. I should be able to find a peep block. And if Ursa rings around, I should be able to find a peep block, guys. If it can hold Eviolite, it should be able to evolve. Mm-hmm. Some of it's very cool. I, I do really appreciate the way they handled it. Uh, I, I don't feel as bad about, like, the Pokemon thing, um, especially with the way that they're handling home, where, like, everything can go back and forth, even between generations. Mm. Like, that that fixes a lot of issues I had with Dexit. Not all of them, granted, but, like, it fixes a lot of issues I had with Dexit. The fact that things can go back and forth. So, uh, kudos to them for that. I do think the game is just a good time, though. Uh, and I'm hoping that we get something like that in the future to, like, revisit another region and get to see something. Like, tell a cool story. Like, they told a really cool story. Yeah, absolutely. A great story. And that was... A good story. Yeah. And that was, like, this game was 
surprising in several different ways. Yeah. And one of them was the story. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect it to have such a, a deep story, especially because you start it and it's, it's seemingly basic. And then you go through all of the main part of the game and you think, oh, okay, I'm almost done because I've almost completed my Pokedex. So there's probably like a tiny bit of story at the end to wrap this. No, no, the story begins <laughs> at the end, essentially. And that was such a pleasant surprise. It, okay, it's not paced terribly well, but it was a very pleasant surprise. Uh, they, they, Pokemon's been very good about story in general. I also love what they do. I mean, the stories have been getting better for sure. Um in more recent years. I also love how you get to see the city grow over time. I think that's really smart. And I would love to have seen something like that at the Academy or something like have like a home base that you can grow or develop or see change over the course of the game. So I also wonder, I also wonder with this, uh, the way that they crafted, uh, well, I don't want to say the way the game went and how it was received so well. I wonder if, Game Freak is also like intentionally building up like old lore for some regions. Uh, like if you look at, if you look at Paldea, uh, for instance, like it feels like a lot of the lore in Paldea is just like being set up just so they can do a Legends game at some point. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Like it feels very heavy handed. Like eight, like 800 years ago, we had a king. We had a kingdom. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he got the ruinous treasures. Uh, and all, and like all of this, like past lore, Heath went down into area zero a hundred and some years ago and investigated area zero. And so I, uh, so a theory I've been seeing float around a little bit recently. Um, and this is like, I don't know. I I've been like deep diving, like theories about what's happening because I have no idea what they're going to announce on Pokemon day in all honesty. Like I, I can't like everybody's like gen five remakes. I, I just don't know how well you could do that. Me too. Me too. One, that's also a basic response, and Pokemon, as of late, hasn't liked being basic. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, be that as it may, I think they are gonna remake all of the DS uh, games, and that includes Gen 5, and that includes Gen 5, yeah. I, ho- I hope that includes Black and White, too, because I-, I don't know how I would live. Yeah, I would love to see how they handle that, very much so. Um, yeah. Yes, that's, that's what I really want to know, but... I'm wondering if, like, there's a chance that even, like, soon we could see, like, a, a Legends Paldea or something like that. Hmm. Because, like, some of the things that are just, like, unanswered are just like, okay, well, like, Crydon and Maridon do look like a Cyclozar. Why is that? Why did he, why did Heath go down there with a Cyclozar? <laughs> why did he go down? Why, why is that a note? Why is that there? And I, I would love to see, like, a thing where, like, Heath creates, like, the first Crydon and Maridon. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if they're just, like, setting it up so that they could do Legends-types games with the current generation. Uh, granted, I think it's more fun to go back to older regions. Like, Legends Legends Johto. It, yeah, I was about to say. Like, I think it's I think it's a really cool way to, to like, go. Legends breathe, you know, yeah. Like, we were, we were just talking about uh, earlier about how uh, without, or that we didn't really like the Faithful remake uh, aspect of Di- brilliant diamond shining pearl because they didn't add anything but what if we considered that like the additions that were made to bdsp were just legends arceus right like Mm, 
I no no sorry <laughs> that's a different thing. What? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I get your. I I I think no. I I think I think in terms of development, it's not right. Like in terms of the work, the effort that they have to put in. But it's it's a different company. Uh, it is to an extent, but you have to realize, like you think you think Game Freak isn't like look. Or I shouldn't say Game Freak. You think Junichi Masuda isn't looking over Ilka's shoulder? Like. <laughs> No, I think Game Freak essentially. I think Game Freak gave Ilka the script, and Ilka made like built the the, the blocks. Uh, absolutely, but I I also I also don't I also don't think they gave Ilka enough time to properly uh, parse everything. In all honesty, also fair because I uh, it had they didn't like typical Pokemon games, including like Heart Gold Soul Silver, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, did have like a full three years of development like a normal Pokemon game. In the case of uh in the case of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, it was uh not three years. It was a it was a year and a half. Uh which is half the time. Like, hey, and so like all they're doing is they're gonna take the Gen 4 game and like plop a new GUI on top. Uh and that that is exactly what happened. I mean we got Mew and uh Jirachi freebies, so that's kinda cool. That's kinda cool. I'll take that. Yes. I'll take that. Like, demythicalize all the mythicals, please. Literally. Mythics shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of that, by the way, um, in terms of, like, a Legends game or even uh, um, just, like, more Paldea content to come, potentially, there is, like, in the in the Scarlet and Violet book, there is just, like, a picture of a gorilla Pokemon that's just never seen in the game. Mm. Uh, there might just be more to come, like, in, in some form or another. I mean, it could just be, like, as, as dumb as, like, a Zaru drop. Uh, which I think is a little hollow after Pe- Petrarunt, but uh, it's definitely possible that there's more to come on the Paldea front. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Legends Paldea is something like in our future, um, though I would much rather have it be like Legends Unova or Legends Johto, uh, even Legends Hoenn. Yeah, and then have Legends Paldea in a couple of years. I'm worried that people are less hot on Legends uh, Unova because of the uh, Indigo Disc. I feel like that's the future. Let's go to the past, you know? Give it both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think you're entirely wrong. I I think the Indigo Disc was a lot more Unova love. Yeah, but uh, I'd like to think of that as a precursor of things to come. And if people don't like that, too bad. Very pot- uh, potentially. Potentially. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if we got that uh, because they were just like, oh, we're developing these areas anyway. Let's just, like, double dip. Mm, I don't know. Like... I mean, th- BDSP and uh, Arceus came out around similar times, so like I see it as a precursor. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I, I, I would hope that any like vanilla faithful remake is accompanied by a Legends game in the future. Like I, I think yeah, the BDSP Legends Arceus model is very good, very easy for everyone involved mm-hmm. because one, it gives old fans an old game that they probably didn't have access to. Because how much does it cost to buy a copy of Pokemon Black or White right now? Yeah. Uh, let me look this up because, like, Pokemon Black on eBay uh, right now, if I were to buy the cartridge, is probably uh, well. This one says two hundred forty nine dollars, but like that's probably not true. Uh, uh, that's sealed. Mm-hmm. But like, if I if I wanted to buy a copy of Pokemon White right now on eBay, it's looking like around seventy ish dollars um, for like an original copy is what I'm looking for, and that's just cartridge only and everything. So I mean, giving somebody the chance to buy it on new hardware for that price i think it's worthwhile as well as like a legends game to go along with it a, le- a legends game for like us right exactly i think you could argue actually that if you wanted to do a legends game the two best regions like the ones that already 
pretty much have a plot set up are Johto and Unova. Okay, so if we want to go through every generation, I think almost every generation except for Gen 3 and Gen 1 are probably decent candidates. Gen 7, maybe not so much. In Gen 2, you are obviously have like a bunch of just historical stuff you can do, uh, especially centered around Ecritique City, uh, which I think... Ruins of Al, what's the story? Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I think you've just, like, you just, you, you could pull off the same thing with Ecritique City that you did with Jubilee City. Like, you just do yeah. it. Yeah. And then you could, uh, at Generation 4, we just did. Generation 3, there's not, like, a lot of historical stuff that's in there. Uh, Gen, Gen 5, we, yeah, obviously, we got, like, the story of the original dragon. I think, honestly, that one's probably shallower, but I think they could build something and make it cool. It's so set up for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got, uh... Uh, Gen 6, I mean, you've got, like, the whole Pokemon War 3,000 years ago, right? The thing, the thing with Gen 6 is that you know the story in detail, whereas the one, because you actually have a person who was there, like, you know the story is exactly what you've been told, because you have a witness right there, you have AZ. Instead, in Johto and Unova, it's Legends, so you have a far bigger playground. I, I still think you can pull it off with AZ. I think you can still pull it off. Uh, you absolutely can, and I would actually love that. But I think, I think in general, you have a lot more potential in Gen 2 and 5. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, the, the other one that, uh, I, well, Gen 8, I think you could probably do something too with like the darkest day again, and then like give us like an actual good story in Galar. Um, it deserves at least one good story. Yep. <laughs> I, that game feels like such a fever dream to me, like, looking back on it. Yeah, it's so... Especially after, as, like, it, it's it's obviously, like, the awkward transition that Pokemon had to go through. Like, that's what Gen 8 is, looks like to me. It's just, like, the awkward transition. It has so much potential, and it was so close, but it didn't quite make it. It's like it tried to make a jump across a canyon, and it just missed making the landing, and it just dropped into the bottom of it. Like, that's how it feels to me. Some parts some parts are really, really great. It's just that... The middle stage of a Pokemon, of a starter line? Exactly. As a game. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely, like, it was definitely a lot of growing pains evidenced in uh, Sword and Shield. Yes. Like, you can see them, like, growing out of it as well, like, in the DLC. It's like when you when you read a story that is a good story, but is told by a not great author, and so it doesn't give you the kick that it should give you. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. They're, I mean, they're still Pokemon games, so they're still good games, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, they were so close to being so much better. I did mention the uh, cost of a, uh, a copy of Pokemon White being $70. Um, I would like to point out that a copy of Heart Gold and Soul Silver goes for far more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is it? One ten, one twenty-five. It, it's, yeah, it's about one ten, one twenty-five now. Yeah, figured. Uh, so just throwing that out there for everybody uh, that that one's more expensive, and that could be a, like we could remake a remake, which we kind of did with Let's Go. But should we have? No. Uh, well, we shouldn't have done Let's Go. I, I think it. <laughs> I think if you would have gotten a BDSP version of uh of canto in in the place of let's go it would have done just as well that is my personal opinion i think the let's go catching mechanic was unnecessary 
I think Meltan was unnecessary. Yeah. Hopefully one day I can evolve my Meltan <laughs> in, in, a, in a Pokemon game that is not Pokemon Go. I think that's going to have to happen soon. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, because I think I think they're going to stop pushing as hard on Pokemon Go. They kind of already have, but we we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I I don't know if I have much else to go on. Like Legends Arceus is a great game, and it's a great. It, I just I hope they just don't drop it. Like I really hope they don't drop it. Yeah, same. I want to see another Legends game. Please let me see another Legends game. If it's not this year, maybe next year. I'll be so hyped though on Pokemon Day. I I'm actually really tempted to take Pokemon Day off. Ooh, wow. I yeah right. I typically won't do this kind of stuff. I'm tempted to do it just to like react to it live and just be like super hype about it. But I guess we'll see. We shall see. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts or anything I didn't get out or you didn't get out or I talked over you or something? I want another one. No, I just agree with you. Yeah. Give us another one, Game Freak. Uh, so on that note, though, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up the topic and we are going to go ahead and kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. Catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 157, Typhlosion, the Ghost Flame Pokemon. Its Pokemon Legends Arceus entry for Hisuian Typhlosion says, Set to purify lost forsaken souls with its flames and guide them to the afterlife. I believe its form has been influenced by the energy of the sacred mountain towering at Hisui's center. I'm just glad they changed its stats to not be Charizard. Yeah. It's yes. no longer Diet Charizard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gave it something different. Yeah. Oh, wow. They actually, like, divvied up the stats pretty well on Hisui and Typhlosion. I'm actually... That's pretty cool. It's solid, and I like the lore behind it. Yeah. Because what they did is they took a tiny bit of HP, because it's a ghost, mm -hmm. and a tiny bit of speed, because it's more laid back than regular Typhlosion, and they put it in special attack. Yeah. Because it does get angry, it goes all out. And I like that. I was honestly, like, very shocked in general that they actually touched the starters mm -hmm. and gave them Hisuian forms. I did not expect that, because if you look at the rest of the starters, no, none of the others have regional forms, right? Yeah. I, 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 am, I am very shocked by that. I remember talking about this, and I was, I was on your side. Like, it was like, there's no way they touched just one starter out right? of a trio. Right. And instead, they did. I mean, Charizard got two Megas. Like, they give certain starters more than others, so... It yeah, I, Megas, I think, are also slightly different than regional forms. I don't disagree, but I do feel like they are willing to... Ex you know, obviously, the Pokemon Company is more than willing to experiment. Um, regional forms aren't tied to a mechanic, right? Because that, this is, like, the one thing that they've let transcend multiple generations now. Mm-hmm. And more than two, by that I mean. Like, it's gone, gone through three. Granted, we only got, like, two regional forms in Gen 9, which is probably fine. Granted, Gen 9's not over, right? I, a bulk of the regional forms did come through, like, Hisui in Gen 8. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we got another Legends game and they gave us just more regionals. I do honestly think they're going to give us more convergent species if instead. Oh. No, I think, I think it's just, like... I think it's their way of making a regional, but not making them have to put it in the same game as every other as the Pokemon when it comes in. Kind of like a way to like ditch it like Megas. Yeah. Also a different Pokedex number, so it, it pads out the Pokedex. Yeah. <laughs> I one hundred percent believe that like the Wiglet existence is there so that if Diglett's in a game, Wiglet doesn't have to be there as well. Yeah. Like a Lolan Diglett shows up every time. Yeah. 
or at least in the game code, right? I, I think it's just a way to do that. But I think regional forms are just way cooler, especially regional evolutions like this. Yes. I mean, I know Whimsicott's favorite is Sicilian Typhlosion. What's your favorite of, like, the three we got in Legends Arceus Sublime? Uh, I want to say Samurai. They made it not awful, so... Yeah. Part of it is that I hated that, uh... uh I, I don't know that I disagree. Samurai I, and my boy Superior are monotypes, uh, so I like that they gave it something different, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we gotta hope the next Legends game has a Snivy in it. Yeah, Snivy Dragon. Dragon we can Snivy. Fix it all. We're waiting. I honestly, I think if we did another Legends game, well, especially if it's in Unova, like, there's no there's no Gen 5 stars in that. No, that's true, but there would be a Snivy in it. It'd just be in the wild, you know, the way they did uh, Churchwig and such. It's fine. Honestly, that would be fine. Panzap's gonna be there, too. It's fine. Panzap. Panfrost. Do you think we're actually gonna get a Legends Unova game, considering that they, like, did a whole genie thing, too, in Legends Arceus? Yes, I sincerely do. Eventually. I don't think, like, Legends Unova is next, just because of, like, they, there's been, like, a lot of Gen 5 stuff. Um, well, I, I, again, I think that's a precursor. I think that's a harbinger of okay. things to come. But it'll happen eventually, you know, maybe not in a decade, maybe tomorrow, It would be hilarious like, if, like, if, like, come. they did it and Enamorous was in it, and you, Enamorous is only kept to Legends games forever and always. Honestly, I think people wouldn't be mad about that, based on how people received it. I think they're already mad about it a little bit, but that's okay exactly that's why they're like well if they're already mad i don't think they'd be mad if it was relegated to uh legends games yeah i think it's i think you know it's what just i really love funny. to be on the hate uh, hate train uh <laughs> I, love how, I actually really like enamorous me too i have no problems with it it hasn't offended me yeah it hasn't offended me but uh yeah so i love liking things that people hate and i'm like keep hating uh but yeah hisui and typhlosion is the pokemon of the episode yeah I mean, I like all three of the starter regional evolutions. I think they all kind of hit. Agree. Like, all three of the Hisuian evolutions for the starters are just, they they do well. They are fine. Uh, Hisuian Typhlosion is, like, different enough and cool enough. And being a fire ghost type is kind of cool. It's not as cool as it used to be, but... I mean, it's a cool type. It's a yeah, cool I mean, type. it gets its own move, too, which is kind of cool. Like, it gets Infernal it's a Parade. It's good move, too. Yeah, Infernal Parade, it's not bad. 30% chance of leaving a burn... Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, it's essentially scald uh, chances on a ghost type move. Lava plume, yeah. But it's also hex. Yeah, it's also hex. It's yeah, hex scald, scald hex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, it's great. So some places you can play with Typhlosion. One, it's in the RU tier. So sorry, not sorry. I guess. I mean, hey, RU is a tier. It's not like it's in PU or NU, you know, or ZU. Right. Are you is a real tier? Uh, it, I mean, Ghost Fire is a decent type, and I didn't realize it has like base ninety five speed, which is actually pretty good. Yep. It's it's not a bad speed tier actually. A couple ways you can run it. First of all, you uh, heavy duty boots because it's a fire type, and stealth rocks are a thing. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, also, it its hidden ability is Frisk, by the way, which I think is cool and interesting. Like it's weird that it gets it. And to be fair, like, Blaze is only an okay ability. Yeah. I mean, information is always valuable. I'm all for that. And so if you just run it with a speed-boosting nature, like Timid, you can get away with a lot bunch of stuff if you run, like, max attack, max speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets access to fire-type moves, so you run heavy-duty boots. You could maybe even see, like, a Choice Scarf set. Yeah. Um, And just and just click Eruption. Yes. You could probably do that. If you're doing that, I would just run regular Typhlosion. I'm going to be honest with you. Just run regular Typhlosion. Uh, you get a little bit more speed out of it. It depends, I guess, if you also, I don't know, need a spin blocker and you don't have another one. 
but that's that's very yeah, like, niche. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you get you get access to like fire blast or flamethrower. You can run Willow Wisp if you want to like really bank on uh, Infernal Parade. This is for like not choice scarf. Mm-mm. And then you can play Infernal Parade. I mean, base sixty ghost type move. I mean, it's base ninety with stab before doubling. You know, so yeah. Uh, and then you could double it, and so it's one eighty with stab. Uh, but you can even just get the burn off the Infernal Parade. And then you got uh, you got a flex spot there. You could throw like Shadow Ball or even Focus Blast in. It gets access to Focus Blast because it can. Yep. So yeah, that sounds like a good time. I mean, this this is we're essentially running regular Typhlosion, but with Infernal Parade. Yeah. Regular Typhlosion, you can just like slap a Choice Scarf on and just click Eruption. It's like the Ghost Pepper of Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just pair it up. You know, I would make a traditional like Grass Fire Water Core with it. Yeah. I mean, th- that's always just like a good core. It's a good starting point. I don't know what's in RU nowadays. Let's see what's in RU. Oh, fun fact. For alligator is in RU. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then what else could we do? Uh, Iron Leaves is in RU. Uh... Breloom's in RU. Venusaur is in RU. As is Torterra. Ooh, All Starter is Firewater Grass Core. Why are all these fun Pokemon down here? <laughs> because there are over a thousand Pokemon now. That, I know. Like, I know. Get pushed lower and lower. Anamorous is in RU. What's going? Like, come on now. Historian Zoroark yeah, is down here. Yeah. Slitherwing. Swamper, Galarian Zapdos. Yeah, you can definitely have a lot of fun in RU. Man, there's a lot of good things down here, actually. I do recommend... Oh my gosh, the Paldean Tauros is down here, too. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's some good stuff in RU. Little did we know, RU might be where it's at. RU is <laughs> where it's at. Uh, Hisuian Typhlosion had a card, too. Uh, it had a V and a V-star. I guess it still has one, because they haven't been rotated yet. But it's not very good. I wouldn't play it. There was, like, a Hisuian Typhlosion deck that was, like, floating around for, like, a hot second when uh, Astral Radiance came out. B- because it's all about putting damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon, but that Sableye kind of, like, killed that mechanic for everybody. Yeah, it's, like, three energy, too. Like, two Psychic and a Colorless Hollow Flame for 180. That's not very good. Three damage counters on your opponent's bench Pokemon anyway, you're like, eh, who cares? And then its V-Star power is uh, an attack for one Psychic, Shimmering Star. If your opponent's active Pokemon has exactly four damage counters on it, that Pokemon is knocked out. Both Hisuian Typhlosion and also uh, the Hisuian Decidueye cards both were all about like putting damage counters on things. Mm-hmm. And like this is just not good. Uh, you can get that same effect on like a Roaring Moon right now. Just no conditions. And that has like, You make the attack. <laughs> yeah, and that has plenty of support. So I wish Hisuian Typhlosion was good. It's not. <laughs> In the TCG, at least one day, one day maybe, and that's okay. Yeah, you can't, you can't get all, you can't get all Ws. Okay, you're not Charizard. Yeah, I mean Charizard's had plenty of L's as well. Oh, so many L's though. <laughs> to make it good, they had to give it two Megas. That's the only reason it was good. And change its type, like <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason it was good. And the Charizard that's good in the TCG still isn't a Fire type. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. All right, well, uh, I don't have anything else to say about Hisuian Typhlosion. I don't know if either of you do either, but... No, just that it has some cool lore, and you can look it up yeah. if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> it's got prettier flames. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Very true, pretty too. Yeah. Very pretty. All right, well, with that, we're going to kick things on over to our mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails. You 
Welcome to the mailbag. Our mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 <sighs> and uh, not to mention that this is part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we might read your email on the show. We love hearing from you guys. I love hearing from you guys. Excited to see what you guys said. Last week, we asked you guys uh, what your hot takes were. This elicited a reaction, and I enjoyed it. We're going to jump right on into it. Our first email this week is going to be from Tia. And Whimsicott's got this one. I do. Tia's hot takes. Uh, hey there, Puckles. Ooh, spill the tea. Puckles. Uh, I Pucks. Just pucks. <laughs> pucks. Yep. Pucks. Happy New Year. Things have been busy for me, so I haven't sent much. Not even my dragon list. All I know is that Gumi is number one. And since this is the year of the dragon, Pokemon Legends Charizard, we are probably getting a sequel to Evolving Skies too. Actually, okay, they, they like they like follow a pattern now in the TCG. Like you can almost predict the sets. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, there was Roaring Skies at the same time in the in like the block as there was uh Roaring Skies. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got, or it was Roaring Skies and then Evolving Skies. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, we're going to have this new set come out, and then the set after that. Shining Skies. Uh, Paldean Fates, which is just Shining Fates all over again. Uh. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to get to, uh, we're, yeah, I think the set after this next one will probably be essentially in Evolving Skies. But I digress. I apologize. No problem. Tia says, I will be the one taking the L today because I will be discussing my hottest Pokemon takes. 1. The quality of the games will continue to be poor unless sales significantly drop. Hmm. Pokemon is a Pokemon is a rush product now, with Gen 10 already being worked on, and the games launching with major bugs and significant performance issues. This will not change since the sales are so high. That is, um... They're not necessarily wrong i disagree with that actually pokemon one talked about how they didn't want it to be bad anymore yeah and they're trying to make sure it's not bad they like they explicitly said this in an interview like in november uh like they 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 also told us that they listened to like the community response at the same time and like they know a lot of the criticism and backlash they're getting from fans yeah like it, it's it's one thing to say like oh Pokemon's too big to fail. I think if they put out multiple games in a row like Scarlet and Violet with that performance, I think the brand gets devalued and it doesn't hit as hard as they would want it to hit in the future. Um, I do think it's too big to fail, but it's good that they're aspiring to be better. I, I yeah, I do think it's too big to fail, but uh, but it might um, I don't know, it might start to get a bad reputation in certain circles that they probably don't want to have that that's exactly what I, I i that's what i meant i don't think i mean like pokemon's gonna fail but i i do think that they'll like it's gonna be one of those things where it's just like oh here's this like little pocket of the internet and they're not gonna be able to grow into other areas because they've devalued the brand yeah. in that way like they yeah they can still sell 24 million copies of a pokemon game to suckers like me and then but they won't be able to they won't be able to like do pokemon concierge and have people still respect it yeah i see what you mean i see what you mean two if pokemon launched in 2020 it would be a gacha style game i'm not talking about pokemon masters x but a full-fledged gacha style monster collecting game eh. well that's irrelevant because it isn't like maybe maybe i don't know it's an interesting thought um depends on um i suppose uh i guess i'm supposed to disagree with these because they're hot takes but uh <laughs> i don't know it's like it's this is such 
It's like, eh. I agreed with the first one. I disagree with this one. Or it doesn't matter. This is such a wildly different scenario. Yeah. That, it, like, so many things would have to be different for Pokemon to launch in 2020. Would gotcha, would gotcha style games exist without Pokemon? Probably, yeah, actually. Never mind. I, that's a dumb question. Yeah, that's fine. Three. Without Pokemon, the monster collecting or even card collecting genre would not take off. Mmm. Mmm. I mean... Not only saying this as a fan of Pokemon, but I don't think Digimon Monster Rancher and all that would become the mainstream face of monster collecting and battling as their two niche. I agree. Okay, so this second part of the take, I agree Second with. part, I agree. Uh, the first part, the first part, card collecting, I think would be fine, just because magic was still on... Magic. It's existed long before Pokemon, yeah. Magic's on the up and up. There's so many other... Yu-Gi-Oh! probably would have been fine, too. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! really took off when there was a lull in the Pokemon trading card game as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, a, there was, like, a segment of time from, like, essentially, like, Gen 3 to Gen 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, where not a lot of people were into the card, the Pokemon card game. Incidentally, that's probably when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! instead of Pokemon. Um, it's not because of Yu-Gi-Oh! I think it's just because Pokemon cards weren't, like, the rule sets honestly weren't that refined as, like, they are today. Um, and I think the game is much more balanced now than it was then. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! just came in at the right time and just took it. They, like, filled the gap of the lack of a trading card game, uh, for kids. But I, uh, but monster collecting, I, I actually agree. Like, I think Pokemon definitely, like, built the monster collecting genre. I actually agree with that. I do agree with that. Yes. Yeah. And Tia concludes, and for a fact, Pal World would not exist without Pokemon because we all know that our Pal designs, quote unquote, are stolen from Pokemon and even fan-made designs. Still no concept art out, lol. <laughs> that's all from me, Tia. I mean, I don't even know that that's a hot take. I don't even know that that's a hot take. It's just fact. <laughs> it's not numbered. It's not numbered like, as a hot take. It's just a comment. That T is tepid. <laughs> that's just a, yeah, that's just true. It's a comment on the third hot take. It's not numbered. <laughs> I don't know that I care enough to worry about it. Like like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't worry about Pal World. It's fine. It's like... And there's nothing wrong also with taking influence from other things. Like, yeah. My uh, favorite thing, like, in reference to building off other games was uh, when Breath of the Wild came out and saw a massive success like it did. Uh, there were a lot of people going on about how Breath of the Wild just was taking things from other games. Because they did, like, the towers are essentially, you know, we, if you've played Assassin's Creed, like, you know, you don't understand the towers. It's it's very, like, a lot of mechanics from Breath of the Wild were taken from other modern open world games. But Nintendo kind of spun it and made it their own and made it fit very naturally into the world. Uh, a lot of the developers actually came out and were just like, well, no, actually Nintendo or like actually Legend of Zelda like inspired us to do what we did. I think I think at some point you have to. So Zelda can take whatever they want from us. Uh <laughs> I think at, at some point you have to say, OK, there is one way to handle this that is objectively the best one. So it doesn't make sense for us to look for a way that's different and doesn't work as well just because someone else did something similar before. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you have an original idea and an existing idea makes it better, yeah. It's it's like if it's something very specific that is very, very um, signature of something, then I understand that it feels bad 
for something else to use it. But, you know, like, okay, you discover one piece at the map at a time because you go to a high place. That just makes sense, you know? It's just something that makes sense. And and if you, like, if you go down that route at... at like, at a certain point, you're just saying, oh, this game is copying this other game because you click things to interact with stuff. Like, uh, you know, uh, there's a, there, there are levels to this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, all right. Well, let's move on. We have another email from uh, Matthew. Hello, uh, I'm a huge fan, following difference of opinion notwithstanding. <laughs> For... Co- uh, for context, my perspective is that of someone who went from Gen 1 Blue as a small child to Gen 8 Sword and as as an adult after a lengthy hiatus and who has since played multiple early and later generations. And I just agree strongly with what seems to be con- universal consensus that the Pokemon game should be made more difficult or include multiple difficulty settings. The Pokemon games have take- gotten significantly easier. In Generations 1 and 2, significant grinding against wild Pokemon was required for, y- for you... Uh, significant grinding against wild Pokemon was required before you could think of taking on the next gym leader. To say nothing of the initial lack of XP share, which in the earliest forms wasn't terribly useful. This is Thatch inserting his opinion uh, briefly. I don't think that grinding it makes Pokemon games harder. I think it makes them more tedious. It makes them less fun. Yeah, I think they, one of the best trends in gaming is like moving away from grinding. Exactly. And I think it's a necessity, actually, because think about it. Okay, so back then, how many Game Boy games did you own? Three? Four? And how many games can you play now for free? Like, you can't make your game boring or people will just not play it. Even with grinding and being on a comparable level, battles were difficult and potion slash effect cure items uh, were essential. See, I'm okay with that. I think Pokemon battles should be hard. Um, granted, Gen 1 was also just, like, broken in seven different ways at once in any battle. It's the blueprint, you know. And since money was in short supply, you had to be careful about what potions you used and when. Legendary Pokemon were hidden off the beaten path, and they were strong enough that catching them was something of a challenge. Even the humbly Wigglytuff took some doing, since Jigglypuff only had a 10% spawn rate on Route 3, and there were... And there were exactly the number of moonstones in the game that need that were needed to get it, and other moonstone using Pokemon to evolve. I don't know if that's yeah. a good thing, personally. I think you should just. I think infinite resources for evolution should be allowed. Uh, I think in early Pokemon, it was seen as something different, where it was just like a monster collecting game. Uh, mm-hmm. PvP was uh, actually, if you look at the history of Pokemon, PvP and Pokemon was kind of an afterthought. <laughs> Miyamoto actually like went to Game Freak and was like, "You have to let them do this." <laughs> Like, these, that has to be in the game. I mean, like, you're already connecting the games. It's a battling game in the story. You have to do it. PvP in Gen 1 wasn't thought through. Like, the Moonstone thing happened because, uh, one, they want to encourage trading, but also they, they just want you to have the same amount. And uh, on the flip side of that, in Gen 1, you could also just get infinite fire, water, leaf, and thunderstones. So yeah. take that for what you will. You could just buy them. Yeah, you could buy them. The, like, the artificial scarcity of the Moonstone makes no sense. Uh, in current games, none of that is true. I have to look up the level of future gym leaders, since if I don't, there's a good chance I'll spend a nominal amount of time grinding and accidentally rock up several levels higher. With how, da- how damage calculation has changed and Pokemon species have proliferated, Pokemon will pro- probably always have multiple Pokemon capable of knocking out the gym leaders in a couple of moves at most, and potentially the entire team, since the gyms are still type-based. Money is effectively infinite, and items are on the ground in abundance, and there's no concern about potion economy, and the latest generation's legendary Pokemon are all but given to you at the end of the game. You're the Okay, uh, I have, like, several comments about this, but 
I digress because like th- these are all valid complaints. Actually, the effect of all of this is to remove any sense of achievement or satisfaction for progressing in the game. And in the rare event that Nintendo has retained some older difficult mechanic, it's likely been otherwise negated. Example, Haunter won't evolve into Gengar without being traded, making the latter's acquisition theoretically difficult. But in Gen 8, you can find Gengar wandering around the wild yeah. area. I do take issue with that. We, we The wild area like fixed a lot of trade evolution problems. But there's like a lot to unpack in that paragraph. That paragraph is actually like filled with like a lot of very valid criticisms about modern Pokemon. Um, I think one, this is like an effect of Pokemon becoming like quote unquote open world. Mm-hmm. Do you think that modern Pokemon has shifted from you crafting a team of six Pokemon that you bond with throughout your playthrough to they want you to feel like you can just swap in and out with the new Pokemon that you catch? Which I think is a good decision, frankly, because like. What after you catch your six? What's the point of catching anything if it's not that you know? No, no, I, I don't, I don't entirely disagree with it. I think it, I, I do think you lose something a little bit. Like you lose the chance to bond with your team of six because your team it now be, goes from six to you know ten or twelve effectively, but maybe even more. But there's also a lot more mechanics to quote unquote bond. Like oh, you can have your cute little picnic moment. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I think this is just. I think things have just changed. Take a selfie with them. Yeah, it's just evolved. It's just things have changed uh, very significantly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially if you're going from like Gen 1 to Gen 8, like he has in this email. Yeah, that's a big jump. So like he hasn't seen like the slow progression like we have. So I I mean, I completely understand what he's saying. Um, I do recommend to him uh, Hmm. Tamahiro on YouTube, uh, formerly Tamashi Hiroka. Um, She has very similar opinions. Um, So... I mean, go watch one of her video essays. She'll explain it. I, I, I actually like very much enjoy her stuff. I agree with a lot of her opinions. At this point, the games provide almost no challenge and an equal amount of thought and effort are required to beat them. Given earlier games were also for children and they still sold like hotcakes. I don't think things like higher levels, slower leveling, less money and difficult to acquire Pokemon would necessarily alienate massive chunks of the audience. But if Nintendo was concerned, with many other companies have been able to successfully implement multiple difficulty settings and make for radically different playing experiences. If no, even if no other changes were implemented, a second mode where 50% experience were awarded and gym trainer levels were 20% higher would be a marked improvement. But what would be like, other than like making the game harder for yourself, what would be like, why would you want to do that to yourself? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't see, I don't see a world where I'm just like, ah, yes, I'm going to play on medium difficulty for less experience points for no gain other than saying I did it on medium difficulty. Just play Indigo Disc. Yeah, no, the Indigo Disc is like fixes most of this, actually, in my opinion. Just go play Indigo Disc. The battles there are like a very good example. Most of these concerns would actually be fixed by letting you turn off the experience share. <laughs> Just one click. One click. You're not wrong, and I don't know why they took that away. I do not know why they took that away. I also think that, like, I still think they should do it. So, like, it's so easy. Give people a choice. I'm sure it's mechanically incredibly easy to like put an on-off switch on there. It was there before. Yes. And we know that Pokemon's code just builds on top of itself infinitely. Still, still. I think as of late, it's somewhat better, but I, I think it's somewhat better. I think they cleared out a lot of the old garbage. I think it all goes back to what I was saying before, is that a game you need to sell in 2024 needs to be a game of a certain sort because people have a shorter attention span, uh, a lot of options, and yeah, <laughs> a lot of options, and... Uh, Thank you, social media. 
I don't even know if it's a social media thing. I think it has a lot to do with that. That has, yes. is responsible for shorter attention spans. I, I think we just have a lot more going on, too, in general as people. I think Pokemon essentially said, okay, most of our target audience will appreciate an easier game. And they said, okay, we will still sell it to people who want to challenge themselves because A, it's Pokemon and B, they can, I don't know, Nuzlocke the game, go through it with one Pokemon. They can, they can do whatever they want. And, um, uh, you know, they, they just make the base game that is for everyone. And yeah, it's not perfect for everyone, but it's usable by everyone. And they, again, sell like hotcakes. So it's reasonable when you think about it. Yeah, I I think it's definitely like a cost reward. I do think some of the Pokemon are still hard to catch. Um, it's just a lot different now. Things are just very different now than they were, you know, twenty five years ago. Like if you even look at uh, like the amount of things that kids have to do nowadays. Like when I was, you know, when Pokemon first came out, like Red and Blue, like the electronic device I owned was my Game Boy. Um, and you look like a kid now. That kid probably has access to an iPad, uh, probably the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. possibly a phone. Possibly even just like a, a regular PC. I don't know if it's the same over there, but it, potentially a phone. Yeah. Oh, definitely a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have a better, you have a better, you have a better t- handle on this than I do, Sublime. That's for sure. Yeah, like by the time you're in middle school, you almost assuredly have a phone. When I was a kid, which is several years before you guys were kids, but not you know as many years in between when you guys were kids and when kids. These days are kids. So I had maybe one extracurricular activity after school. Like once or twice a week, I would do a sport or take dance lessons. And the rest of my free time was free time. Nowadays, like my my boss has, um, uh, I think he's 14 years old now, uh, her, her son. And like every single time... Uh, I hear her say, okay, so he has uh, guitar lessons and then he's going to karate. And then he's, and I'm like, do these kids ever have free time these days? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, you're not wrong. Cause like, I, I see a lot of that in my, a lot of my coworkers with their kids as well. And um, I, I, I definitely had extracurriculars. Exactly. One or two, not like five, six. Well, how frequent are they? I think frequency is something to question about them as well. Like, no, no, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. No, no, it, that does matter as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It feels a lot different nowadays. And maybe this is just like rose colored glasses, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's always very hard to do that, like without bias, I feel like, to actually properly reflect. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Either way, let me finish this email. This is like a green tourist badge email now. Uh, but because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is like very good discussion. This is Matthew is inspired here. So. Um, I hope he doesn't take like any of our responding to him, like his criticism without his ability to respond is like anything harsh. Well, you know, we agreed with a lot too. So there you have it. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's fair. True. That too. Uh, and if nothing else, it would take about five seconds for Nintendo to bring back set battle mode, which was one of a very small number of design elements that provided challenge. That should just be an option. I agree. I don't know. I don't know why they removed that in gen nine. If you want hard mode, just play set. Like, there you go. Uh, finally, while it's possible to impose your own rules to make the game more difficult, there's a reason difficulty settings exist and why a game is too easy, players complain. Self-imposed restraints are difficult to stick to, and players would rather be challenged without having too much to think of and implement challenges. 
I don't know what games, if any, y'all play beyond Pokemon, but I suspect you would agree uh, that it wouldn't be unreasonable for gamers to complain if every game only had a casual slash explorer slash please don't hurt me mode. Or perhaps you wouldn't, which would certainly be an interesting take. Aww. Thanks for reading. As may be clear, I spent some time thinking about this. Love the show. Y'all are the highlight of my week and a new episode when a new episode shows up in my feed. Well, thank you, Matthew. Uh, we appreciate you. And honestly, this was an incredibly good email. Matthew, you're the highlight of my hair. Honestly, honestly, this was a very good email. Like, yeah, thought provoking. Sure. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We've had a lot of long emails before, but this one was a very good one that had a lot of meat on the bone. Like this was a this was a boneless this was a boneless wing okay uh, it, was, it was all meat no, nothing there oh no I got that marrow that, that had marrow in it yeah yeah <laughs> we got one more yeah we have one more so thank you Matthew we've got one one more from Mother Goose thank you Matthew come on Mother Goose all right hello Thas and co-hosts I stopped playing Pokemon for a while when I was in high school slash college I started playing again during 2020. And my first Pokemon game on the Switch was Shield. I loved that game. It was the first time I had seen Pokemon in the overworld. I loved all the outfit customizations, and I enjoyed doing the raid dens. I didn't mind the story at all, and I don't care about what the trees look like. <laughs> it has become... You know what? Fair. Fair. It's a tree. Like, let it go. No, 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 no. I No, no. Like, the, the tree thing... I feel like a lot of people who, like, look at the tree thing in Sword and Shield don't understand the reason the tree thing was brought up in Sword and Shield. It was that they, like... They 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 just like really poorly explained Dexit, and a lot of people were upset. It was a Dexit criticism, not a tree criticism. Yeah, it, it nobody no we're Pokemon fans. Of course, we're gonna complain about anything related to Dexit. Yeah, no, it's like it's like uh, we're Pokemon fans. Of course, we don't care about the graphics. We don't care about the graphics. We only care about the graphics when you say you cut out six hundred Pokemon because you said you were working on the graphics. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only. It was a Dexit criticism, 100%. That's a very good point. It was, it, yeah, the tree wasn't about the graphics. It was about the fact that they... It was more like calling them liars. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. It, that's that's the only reason we cared about the tree. That is the only reason anybody cared about the tree in the Pokemon fandom. Nobody cared about the game looking that good. Just don't say you're making the game look good and then put that tree in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has become one of my favorite Pokemon games. I feel like Sword and Shield gets a lot of hate, and I personally just don't understand it. I don't know. You have to stick with the whole series to get it, I guess. Uh, it felt very weak. I, it, it also felt a little flavorless after you played, like, Sun and Moon, and you realize that it's just Sun and Moon again. Yeah, you know what? Like, Dexit will forever, like, influence the way I think of Sword and Shield. You're not wrong. Like, you and I are we're very on the same page about Dexit when it happened. It's always going to taint how I see that generation, unfortunately. It's sandwiched between two way more interesting games. Yes, that is true. And way better stories. And way better yeah. stories. Like, I would say Seven and I have the strongest stories. I agree with that. My second hot take, I don't, under I don't want traditional remakes of older games anymore. I did not enjoy playing BDSP. It has nothing to do with the chibi art style. That actually grew on me. And everything to do with the fact that I'm an adult playing through the game and not a kid anymore. I don't have hours of time to grind to make Pokemon stronger, and I already know what's going to happen in the story. Pokemon has built an amazing world with interesting characters and lots of lore. I think we should start revisiting regions and getting completely new stories, evil teams and rivals there. It would be cool to visit an old region with a timeline set 30 years after the original games and have new Pokemon introduced to the ecosystem there. Maybe some gym leaders could retire and you battle them in the post-game. Legends Arceus was definitely... 
refreshing, and I hope more games branch out and do something different with a familiar region. Prescient, yeah. Oh, they just described Black and White 2. <laughs> yes, Black and White 2 is exactly that. And it's, uh, you know what? Gold and Silver, for that matter. Gold and Silver, for that matter, is like a couple years after Red and... You know, so. Le- Legends Arceus is essentially the same thing, too, right? Not after, but... And I don't disagree. Like, I like when we build on what's already there. No, no, Pokemon, until very recently, has been very bad about leaning on prior IP that they've created. I- I've always been a big proponent of uh, the idea that you could just make a new Pokemon game uh, with no new Pokemon and just like an interesting region, just because the IP is so interesting. Um, and I think it would be successful, right? Like if you if you made a Pokemon game, I mean, essentially what we got in Legends Arceus, right? Where you're just like, hey, here's here's yeah, give us like ten new Pokemon and people would be happy. No, no, like Legends Arceus is is, is exactly what I've thought could happen with a Pokemon game uh, for a very long time. You don't need that much new stuff, new Pokemon. Uh, you just need a new region because uh, if your storytelling is good enough, which it was in Legends Arceus and even in Scarlet and Violet, especially in Scarlet and Violet. Um, they definitely like stepped up their storytelling. You can, you can do a lot of things. Like you can get away and I'm hoping they kind of do that. Cause like we're at like a thousand twenty Pokemon now. Uh, we, we, I don't know that adding a hundred every three years is sustainable. I think it is. <laughs> the limit does not exist. I, I'm going to die and there's going to be 7,000 Pokemon. And like, I, I, it's just the way I feel right now. Like, uh, but I, I do think they should. Like, if they slowed down a little bit, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, yeah. Did we finish it? Did we... Uh, or... Uh, thanks for reading all of that, Mother Goose. Yep. Yep. There we go. Well, thank you, Mother Goose. Uh, man, that was a good email, too. But I, unfortunately, I think Matthew... Matthew wins the day. Matthew, Matthew, you got the Green Taurus badge, man. That was that was a good email. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to write all that up. Make it very thought-provoking, not just for yourself, but also for us. Um, so I, I do really appreciate that. So thank you for that. If you would like to email us next week, this week we looked back on Legends Arceus. I would love to hear what you guys think about Legends Arceus. What were the best parts? What were the worst parts? Did you like the battle system? Maybe I'm in the wrong. Uh, and I like, maybe you liked it for reasons and you think it should stay. I'd love to hear it. Please let me know. Or do you have an idea for a new battle system for the next one? Maybe Legends Unova has like a future slash past one. I really wish that inverse battles had taken off more. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can, of course, go to our Discord server at pucklediscord.com. You can catch up with us at Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where I'm streaming on Wednesdays and Claude's streaming sporadically. Um, more Egglock this week. I'm very excited. We only got through like the opening and got the team set up like I talked about at the beginning. Uh, I'm so excited to actually like get through the playthrough. Um, every time we com- complete like a major mile mark in Violet, well, we're gonna hatch like three more eggs. Uh, just to ex- just to expand the roster and maybe get rid of Klefki. I don't know. I don't understand you. It's such a good Pokemon. <laughs> Anything to get rid of Klefki. I don't want to use it in a playthrough. I think in competitive, it's a good Pokemon. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Now that you mention it, yeah. You, of course, can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow us also over at YouTube at YouTube.com slash Puckle Podcast. Maybe you're already listening to us there now. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can always uh, uh, help support the show either by going to Troll and Toad at TrollandToad.com. Uh, Paldean Fates is still over there. You can pick some up uh, using code PucklePod5 at checkout to get yourself a 5% discount. Uh, additionally, you can also help us out at Patreon at Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast, where we've got extra shows for you guys. Uh, we just released Game Corner this last week for uh, the January backers. 
Uh, though, if you join now, you get access to all that back catalog as well. So uh, if you feel like doing doing that and helping out the show, you can do that. Of course, we've also got T-shirts at the $20 tier. or Yeah, it's $20 tier. So if you want to get Puckle merch, that's the only way to do so right now. Um, but yeah, I think that is, uh, that's everything we've got. Yeah, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been the fluffiest whimsicott. And as always, I remain sublime. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.